0: Welcome to the BarberShare Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Banks. In this episode, I had a privilege of sitting down with Siobhan the Gray from Chicago, Illinois. She's only been in the industry professionally for about a year, years from change, but she's broken down so many stereotypes about what we and that's been in the industry forever have believed it's supposed to happen in someone's career in this story that she's going to share with us about her humble beginnings we're going to see that it pays off to invest in your mind without further ado welcome shivana gray to the shed just explain who you are right now at this moment run running back as fast as possible
1: who i am at this moment
0: yeah who, who who you are as a barber why people need to keep their eyes on clients and up-and-coming barbers and that's heads too
1: i'm free mm. i'm free from anybody's expectations or what anybody thinks that i should be doing um I'm financially free. Mm. My time is free. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like a, a free spirit. Like I can do whatever I want to do, and there's no, there's nothing that's stopping me for real. Mm. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't feel like oh I have to be doing this because this person said I have to. Um, I do what I want, mm-hmm. and that that makes me free. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So how um where are you located at? Where are you cutting right now?
1: Um. We are currently at Christian Fields on 65th and Cottage Grove in Chicago, um, on the south side of Chicago. And the uh, what neighborhood is this? Right outside of Hyde Park, mm-hmm. um, Woodline. We're in a Woodline area of Chicago. That's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, Chicago, 65th and Cottage, Christian Fields, a legendary Christian Fields. Um, but yeah.
0: Yeah, so you use the word free and I, we hear that that word, you know, free a lot from my neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Is that just something that you say or was it something that you've done or are doing that allows you to be free?
1: Um, I think I really reached my freedom uh, a few months ago, actually, where I was My mindset about money changed Mm -hmm. And I was um, I was making You know Decent money And uh, One day I realized That I didn't have Money to To pay a bill Mm -hmm. And I was Pissed at myself Like it's It's no excuse for that You know Mm -hmm. what I mean Like I'm, I'm On one hand Or one day I'm I'm celebrating like oh I just you know I reached another milestone as far as maybe how much I made that month or that week or whatever and it's like oh I'm doing really good like you know seeing my income steadily increase and I didn't have the money to pay this bill and it's like how Mm. you know really having like that internal conversation like something has to has to change like this I can't like keep doing this, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And like the stress of well, how I'm gonna pay it and then you looking on your on your booking app, how many clients I got tomorrow, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, it's no reason for that. And I um, I spent like two weeks straight watching nothing but finance videos. Hmm. Just really like brainwashing myself. Like I gotta change my mindset about money and the way that I handle my mm-hmm.
2: money.
1: And um, it probably took me three months to really get like the budgeting down and you know what I'm saying? Like Change my lifestyle to to um, spend less than what I'm making. Basically,
0: yeah. is there any one budgeting system that you gravitated towards more than the other?
1: Um. Uh, so I started watching um, Dave Ramsey Paper. a lot. Like started really drinking his Kool Aid like, mm-hmm. all the way, guzzling yep.
0: it. <laughs> I'm part of that cult too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I use his app every dollar. Mm-hmm. And, um, Dope app. I actually was uh I was looking into the the Mint app because a lot of people use that so i'm like okay what's to that but i set it up and i'm like this is complicated like i love the simplicity of the every dollar app um but i think really you know coming to the mindset like a lot of times as entrepreneurs it's like or as people in general if i could just make more money i'll be good if i could just make more Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but you're really not going to be free until you know how to work with the money that you make so i went from I got to make more. I got to make more. You know, I want to make 10,000 a month. You know what I'm saying? To know what I make now is enough. Mm. I make enough now. That's good. You know what I'm saying? So really once I, once I changed my mindset about that, I was really like, I'm good now. You know what I'm saying? So, because you could, you could set up, you could do all the photo shoots you want. You could do all the social media marketing. You can make $20,000 a month. If you don't know how to manage it, you always going to be stressed.
0: Mm Mm-hmm facts so so you use the word mindset and we was talking earlier before that catastrophe that just happened (laughs) um and seems like mindset is something that's not talked about enough like we you know many barbers that i talk to they just want to know hey how did you do that cut or the Mm -hmm. famous question which clipper did you use Mm -hmm. i'm so sick of that question
1: yeah it don't matter
0: but <laughs> it it seems to me, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you start developing your mindset even before you got your license that caused you to make an investment mm-hmm. that most of us, if we ever make that type of investment, right. you did before you got your license. Yeah, what was that experience?
1: Um well, I think I was in a position to I was uh i guess privileged in a way to come into the industry where. I was still in the military. I was an officer in the military. So I was making great money already. So this was, I was able to, like everything that I made from cutting hair, I was able to invest right back into myself. Mm -hmm. So instead of using that money to pay my bills or to eat or whatever, I was you know buying clippers and trimmers and, you know what I'm saying? I was buying like investing in quality tools early, super early on in my career because I had the privilege of Having a full-time job, but also developing this hobby that I knew would be um, would be my, my my plan or my career once I got out got out of the military. So um, I do think it's a little different when you've been in the industry for 10, 15 years and you got a wife and kids, and mm. you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, oh, I got to come up with, I don't even remember how much the class was, but I got to come up with this money to take this class, you know it's it's kind of hard, but you got to make it happen. Otherwise, you're gonna be stuck in the same spot. Right.
2: You're gonna be, right. you
1: know, you gotta you gotta make that sacrifice. So it's, hey, babe, we we ain't going out for you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we gotta cut back on the reservations right. for a couple months so I could take this class. But um, you know, I think that it was great for me to take that class early on. Um, on one hand, I feel like maybe I took it too early. But at the same time, like I said, it it really set the tone for my whole career, even before I was licensed. So I was able to um, like when I took Erskine's class or when I took She's the Barber's class, it was like um, I was able to just fine tune the things that I already was doing and and working on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. How. are you noticing the things that you're doing different now being so young in the industry, um, that somebody like myself wasn't doing? I think I asked Um, that the right way. Like, is it noticeable to you? Like, Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, nah, I mean, yes, I do, but I don't feel like, um, I do feel different, but I don't think I realize how many people notice it, if that makes sense. Like, I know that I'm different from a lot of people, but um, I didn't know that you necessarily noticed it or that, you know what I'm saying? So, I pay
0: attention to everything. <laughs> so, for me, when I'm, anytime I'm doing something where I have to speak or teach or anything like that, I introduce myself as one of the most succe- successful, failing borrowers that you'll mm. meet in this industry mm-hmm. and what I mean by that is is that I've done the competitions I've won the competitions, mm-hmm. I have the trophies had a huge clientele yeah just making money still broke mm. making money still past due mm-hmm. making money got an eviction notice making money got a lot of clients and my health declined on me mm-hmm. to know what I was doing wrong Right. Doing twenty five, thirty heads every single day.
1: Yeah.
0: And I was referred to like uh in the neighborhood I worked in, barbers down the street it had a nickname for me. I was mm-hmm. a Hollywood barber. Like who does this dude think he is charging twenty five dollars? Early two thousands. <2000s>. Wow. <laughs> who does this dude think he is? Right. Well, like you were saying earlier didn't know how to manage the money. I didn't know how to mm-hmm. I didn't definitely didn't know anything about business. Yeah. Um but I got to the point where I just kind of accepted that this this must be what it is. This is the life of a barber. Mm-hmm. And um it wasn't until 2015.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Third weekend January fifth uh, of, of January 2015 I got a phone call from strange Cope. it was atlanta georgia Mm -hmm. i don't know any i don't personally know anybody in atlanta georgia Mm -hmm. so i do what most people do let it go to voicemail right right (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) i listen to the voicemail and it was one of my favorite youtubers in the industry raymond torrigano not Mm -hmm. sure if you're familiar with him Mm -mm. but he called a barber He's a hairstylist. Okay. But he started off as a barber.
1: Gotcha.
0: Um, and started off with you know a couple of minutes of compliments. He was just like, man, I've been watching you online for a while. Mm-hmm. You're doing great. I'm, I'm doing the same. Like, wow. man. Yeah. And um, but he said he needs to take a can of gasoline, mm-hmm. drench your whole business in it, and burn it up because you're doing it all wrong. Yeah. And I didn't take offense to it. Of course not. Because I knew knew. exactly what he was talking about.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you knew, yeah. And he
0: was able to pinpoint exactly what I was doing wrong. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he told me to do was that the shop that I was in, he was like, you need to leave there right away. Mm. You need to to find a spot that you're comfortable with. Yeah. This shows a little bit of my personality. I didn't leave that shop until December 31st, Mm. 2015. Mm. Took me almost an entire year. Yeah, and it was, and I only did it because the shop owner lost his mind, mm-hmm. and he was late, and his clients was like, "Dude, you keep being late like this, we are gonna go start seeing Mike." He jumped. I'm, this first time, me telling this story publicly. Wow. He gets in my face like right here while I'm working yeah. on the client. Wow. So I, and it was at that moment that it clicked. Like, I don't need to be here. Mm-hmm. i don't have to take this mm-hmm. i'm 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 doing i'm doing well but i decided at that moment i need to start over mm-hmm. because obviously what i'm doing behind the chair he he doesn't respect it it is i'm i'm still broke right right <laughs> I'm, I'm here working at five thirty in the morning because right. i need the extra cash right i gotta start over yeah so i called my wife and said we gotta start looking for a place mm-hmm. i gotta start the whole business over hmm and 2016 was the first time that I made an actual investment in my mind and my education hmm saying all that to say at that point I had already been working 16 years doing everything the wrong way yeah it took me 16 years to figure out investing in my mind and and and, and, and then the way that I worked mm mm-hmm. um, was was what's gonna help me get to my goals faster? Mm-hmm. You figured it out before you even got into the industry, mm-hmm. and now you're doing things that people may be appalled by because, yeah, right now you're charging what twenty five dollars for a haircut,
1: fifty dollars for a cut, th-
0: not thirst, not thirty.
1: No, how long you been behind this chair? <laughs> five years behind the chair, yeah,
0: and you're charging fifty dollars. Do you do you feel comfortable saying that out of your mouth?
1: I mean, I almost feel like I got like this secret secret, you know how they say you work for yourself. <laughs> it's like me and then it's like the boss. That's like I feel like that inner boss is like, mm-hmm. no, that's what you need to charge. And I can't, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's almost like if you working for a company and it's like, that's the price. Right. You know what I mean, that's the price. So I don't.
0: How much pushback you get from it?
1: Um. I don't get a lot of pushback, but it definitely weeds out the bullshit, as I say. Mm-hmm. Sorry for cursing, but, um, you know, it's people that, that come to me want to come to me. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's coming to me just because, oh, I like the way you cut. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, no, I like who you are as a person. And they can see that through, um, you know, through my my website, my Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So I don't really get a lot of pushback. A couple of my clients, you know, because I I went up to fifty recently, I, it was at forty five. A couple of my clients, you know, made a a little smart comment or whatever out of love, of course, mm-hmm. but it wasn't nothing like, oh man, you killing me, I can't do this, you know. <laughs> and I don't I don't necessarily think I lost any clients, like I didn't or nobody that I noticed. You know, right. what I'm saying? I didn't notice anybody fall off because right. I think, like they know, like where are you where are you gonna go and like have this type of experience right you know what i'm saying so i don't i don't to answer your question i don't feel no type of way about it
0: so you figured out earlier that it's not really about the haircut it's
1: not i figured that out super early especially when you see one thing that social media did you you see barbers that cut as, as cut as good as you do or um Maybe cut a little bit better and they're charging so much more. Mm-hmm. Like what is it? You know what I'm saying? I think she's the barber is charging a hundred a cut. Mm-hmm. Todd, like two hundred a cut or something mm-hmm. crazy. And it's like, what is it about these people mm-hmm. that these people want to spend a hundred, two hundred dollars on a haircut? Right. Cause it's not the cut. Like right. and I think that's anybody that that really pays attention, like what like that barber isn't putting a gun in their head like give me a hundred dollars and I'll cut your hair so it has to be who they are as a person and it don't have nothing to do with you know you see them it's like wow he cut as good as she cut and he charging 50 or he charging 30. like what is it but it's again it's the intangibles it's the professionalism it's the the passion for what you do if you if you coming in and it's like Oh man, I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? And you don't wanna be here. Mm-hmm. Then it's like they feel that energy. But um, you know, for a person to know, like people come to me because they know Siobhan gonna be on time, she gonna give me in and out, I don't have to wait. You know, I'm should I'm shampooing and conditioning your hair, I'm using quality products, like the entire experience from the time you book to the time you walk out the door is a, a great experience. Yeah. And it's like if I go somewhere else. You know i gotta worry about this i gotta worry about that like i hear the sto- the stories that other barbers are are doing to people and so it's like i know it's hard out here so if you if you want to go out there and try to find somebody else like good luck you know what i mean because and not that there's not good barbers out there but it's very few that do what i do the way that i do it
0: yeah so. and it's that experience that you're talking about that actually we were talking earlier, it's the experience that you went through or that you had being in the barbershop that mm-hmm. gravitates you towards wanting to get into the industry, right?
1: Yeah, I don't, like I try my hardest to, I try my hardest to, um. to make my business like as stress-free as possible for me and my clients. Mm-hmm. So whatever I gotta do to make that happen, like I'm not gonna do everything to, um, for the client's benefit necessarily, but I'm going to set up a system that allows me to give you the absolute best service stress-free, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and that includes what I charge, like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta charge this. Otherwise I gotta cut your service down to 20, 30 minutes so I can get the next guy or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a fast cutter. I've accepted that. Um, Probably because i'd be talking too much but <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i think you know i i'm the type of person that i care how people feel i care how people feel about me so um you know i want people to to feel good when they come in here and when they leave
0: yeah so you say so so you said you're not a fast cutter how long does it take you on 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 average per haircut basic Simple haircut.
1: Um, with the shampoo, condition, and blow jar, and all of that—that that mandatory. For me, it is. Yeah. For me, it's mandatory. It's um. I. Now that I do it so much, there's no way I I can't do it, and I feel a, a difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I have some clients that that maybe have locks on the top, and they'll come in and like just get a haircut. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I can, like, the hair isn't clean, your scalp isn't clean, you got flakes and old product in your hair, like, and of course you could do, like, a a dry shampoo in the chair and stuff like that, but it's not the same as really putting your hair back in a shampoo bowl and really cleaning your scalp, you know what I'm saying? to me, the haircut has come out so much cleaner, and you don't have to use a ton of Chazap and (laughs) the pencils and all Mm -hmm. that, you know what I'm saying? I can just, like... Like Mm -hmm. J-Rock, the other barber here, he uses, um, he uses, uh, shave cream, which I like shave cream too, Mm -hmm. but I noticed by just washing the hair, I didn't need to use it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's different ways of, of doing everything, but I think just taking that five to 10 minutes to get the, the hair clean. And also I'm super big on just scalp health. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's, um. I've seen some nasty shit in the barbershop <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like, you know, if we could just like, if we could start washing hair, you know, a lot of those things can be, um, can be fixed, can be mitigated. Um, but that's not but a the average
0: barber, barber would say, I don't have time. I got to get them in and out,
1: but that's because they're allowing their clients to dictate how much they charge.
0: But these clients don't be wanting to pay.
1: You need new clients but also you gotta change yourself. Like why mm. aren't you attracting, like I know I'm doing good when I have a client that wants to pay me more,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know what I'm saying? Like if you aren't attracting clients that are above your level, then you doing something wrong. You gotta yeah. change what you're doing. But if you constantly attracting people that they make you feel like you are not doing enough of what you getting paid for, then one, maybe you are not. And mm-hmm. two, maybe your your energy is off. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean so again those intangibles like if you if you make people feel like you're just cutting their hair mm-hmm. then they gonna feel like you're just cutting their hair mm-hmm. you know what i mean so mm-hmm.
0: so what are some some practical ways that someone that may be watching this and they feel like yeah cap they just they just talking they ain't even got no huge social media following. Hey. What's some like, <laughs> tangible ways that that you can just give them where they can just try it and see?
1: Man, I don't, I think I just got 1,100 followers, but my bills are paid.
0: Hey, I say hey. that.
1: <laughs> my bills are paid <laughs> and then some, <laughs> but uh, I feel like I read in a book one time and I say this all the time because it blew my mind when I read it. Um, it said if you show up on time with the right tools you're automatically in the top 10 percent of whatever industry you're in
0: hmm what book is Just, that
1: um it might have actually been the instructor book um like the 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 book like you know we have like the uh, the my lady book mm-hmm. it's the in the my lady instructor book i think i read it in there but it yeah it that blew my mind. Like, just show up on time with the right tools. Yeah. With the right, the stuff you need to do your job. And you're automatically in the top. Like, that's easy. <laughs>
0: do, you, do you think, you being in barber school, you observing your own experience, that is so many gems that are, that's in our basic school books that we overlook?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, um... You know, you look at the book and you you think that these are things that, like, don't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you're reading the, like, the chemistry or biology section, it's mm-hmm. like, why do I need to know that? But when you got somebody coming in your, you know, sitting in your chair and they got scalp and skin conditions, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? It's like, that's when you're able to, like, having that knowledge that you feel doesn't matter or that maybe doesn't matter to the client, but it should to you as a barber. That's how you provide solutions for people.
0: Yeah. You know yeah. what
1: I'm saying? By knowing like the chemistry and biology or knowing like the science behind hair and the scalp and stuff like that. That's how you provide solutions and that's how people pay you more cuz it's like, "Oh, you're not just a hair cutter." Yeah. You you you're actually not as knowledgeable, you're a, an expert.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what
1: I mean? But yeah. if you doing something that they feel like anybody could do, yeah, yeah. you're you only going to charge $25. You know
0: <laughs> because you're only doing a haircut, right?
1: Exactly. You're only doing a haircut.
0: So somebody coming to the shop, somebody like myself, right? I come mm-hmm. in the shop. I need a cut. I see you on social media. Um, I like, you know, one of the pictures. Set everything up. My haircut's starting at 50, right? Mm-hmm. But I got a beard. Where am I now? Am I still at 50?
1: I think it's sixty five with the beard. Okay, sixty five. I
0: got but. flakes everywhere, and every time you comb it, it's all over the cake. Mm-hmm. You already said shampoo is mandatory.
1: Yep.
0: Is that sh- that simple shampoo alone? Is that going to be where you stop, or are you gonna recommend something else?
1: Um, I always recommend. So if somebody has something going on with their scalp. I always start with just the basic questions. Like, how often are you washing your hair? Do you condition? What products are you using? Mm -hmm. How often do you wash your do-rag? You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like just those um, basic questions that I feel like most barbers don't know how to ask, Um, but really understanding what the client is doing at home because they could come to you you. If you wash their hair every time they come, you, you're not necessarily fixing What they're doing at home So
2: mm-hmm.
1: They're at home most of the time They see you one day You know Yeah Once every two weeks or whatever um, But I'm always recommending products I actually sell um, I sell a product It's not my own personal product But you know I buy a wholesale And I sell mm-hmm. it to my clients just So we because, got retail
0: going on? Yeah Are you um, retailing the whole system Or one individual product? No
1: it's just one product um, I don't
0: And that and that's uh how much?
1: Uh ten dollars.
0: So you got sixty five dollars for a haircut and beard, shampoo. Mm-hmm. Is there a treatment service for the scalp issues that I may go through or you just wanna yeah, put me on the regimen first?
1: If if your scalp is really bad, I'll recommend a scalp detox. Um How much is scalp detox? That is ten or fifteen. Okay. I don't even know. I don't even like talk about prices with people because go through the site. <laughs> I don't yeah. know.
0: <laughs> yeah, we just make it twenty. But, uh, <laughs> we just make it twenty, so we're at eighty-five, ninety-five yeah. uh, when when you add in the retail product because mm-hmm. you gotta have the retail in there. So we had ninety-five dollars, and mm-hmm. this isn't anything special. It's you're pro- providing the service that's addressing issues that I already right. know I'm going through, right? Yeah. I wake up. I comb my hair. I know I got flakes and stuff like that.
1: But that becomes the norm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It becomes like, oh, my hair always been dry. My but scalp always been dry. Well, I've always had this issue because they haven't had somebody. You know, most people, you you go to a barber and he'll he'll just tell you to put oil in your hair, mm-hmm. make it All worse. Right. And, you know, like <laughs> that ain't nothing on him. He just don't know. You know what I'm saying? Right. But. um you know, it it definitely benefits me to work in a, a natural hair salon, so I'm bringing that into the barber industry. Right. Um, and then me doing locks too. Of course, like I know, I know more about scalp health than uh, most barbers do.
0: Yeah. So you're saying that you could easily do a ninety-five, hundred-dollar ticket, not because you're the best cutter, but because you knew more information than the client. Absolutely. And you was able to be a trusted source of information. Yep. Do you think that getting to the $50 mark, getting to the $100 mark is a lot easier than what Mm -hmm. most people realize?
1: Yeah, I mean, I did it in no time. Seems like.
0: (laughs)
2: Yes. I told you to. (laughs) I mean,
1: and, and, you know, I don't necessarily, uh, like, I I hear a lot of barbers say, like, oh, I'm going to go up at the new year or i'm gonna go up you know they try to justify mm-hmm. or um uh one is someone i know love her dearly but she she's like oh i'm gonna wait until i get my instructor license <laughs> and it's like the fuck why right. <laughs> go up right go up when you feel right. like you need to go up mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying When clients I, I always give this analogy too when clients go to the grocery store and they want to buy some milk and the milk went up
0: mm-hmm
1: Did they send out a letter saying the milk was going up? No, the price just goes up. We have because we got to go up. That's business. You know, use the same analogy. Ain't no notice. Like, ain't no. I'm not. I'm not giving letters. And that's not. Not to say that I don't care about how my clients feel, but help me, help you. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Help me provide you with the best service. So I'm gonna go up. And sometimes I've gone down. If I was able to provide a service in a shorter amount of time like i'll go down you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying i'm not just going up just to go up right you know what i mean it has to make sense it's it's a system yeah so
0: so just so that you know you know people kind of jump around when they're watching videos so that nobody is confused at what we're talking about we're not talking about just going up on prices Mm -hmm. just for the heck of it you're talking about going up on price so you don't have to Rush through right. a client's head and give them a poor experience.
1: Yeah, because I can't bring myself to not provide the whole service. Like I can't, I can't cut corners. You know what I mean? Right. Like I can't. You know, I'm I'm a perfectionist when it comes to to um, not just cutting hair, but the entire service. So now you know I'm going over the time. My next client is here. Now I'm. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm stressed out because. If I, if I get behind with this person, it's gonna set my whole day back. I don't you know. want that stress. So it's right. like, I'm gonna give myself, you know, more time than what I actually need because I don't think we we take into account too, like, Uh, once you finish with, like, once you finish with the cut, but now you gotta take the cape off, you gotta wipe the client down, you know, like, Put, put some moisturizer and oil on them. Mm-hmm. Then you know, blow the rest of the hair off. Give them the mirror. They gonna mm-hmm. look in the mirror for thirty seconds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then you gotta, all right. Let me get your car, You know, pull the square app, square uh, the square app up, and you know what I'm saying? Now you checking them out like we don't account for that. Now you gotta sweep the hair up. Mm-hmm. You need more time than it actually takes to do the service for that client you know what i'm saying
0: how is your appointment bookings are you set up in 30 minute blocks 45 minute blocks 60 minute blocks?
1: no it's just um however long the service takes okay so like my basic not basic haircut but like my men's haircut women's haircut is um 45 minutes Mm -hmm. um so it's a 45 minute slot and then for um haircut and beer is an hour so that's an hour so you kind of get in where you fit in kind of thing I understand why barbers do, like the thirty-minute slots, and it's just you know, there's no like no gaps I mm-hmm. guess you could say. Because sometimes I have gaps, but I use that time where it's like, oh, I got a fifteen-minute gap. Hey, can I take your picture real quick? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, like the yep. little Creating stuff content. or yep. cleaning up around the shop. Like, let me do this, let me do that. Maybe I need to clean out my my airbrush machine, or you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. use that time to be productive as opposed to. You know, you you dealing with a client from start to finish throughout your day. I feel like we need that that little time in between to do the things that we have to do when the client isn't in a chair. Right. Um, So that's just that's the way I prefer it. And I know that I could maybe squeeze in one more client if I did like 30 and 60 minute blocks. But when I'm done with my client I get to go home <laughs> right. you know what I mean so right. um I'm definitely big on quality of life and not just chasing a dollar and like chasing a a, a number count for like cool. how many heads I did today I like to leave out the same way I came in not with my back hurt my feet hurting <laughs> you know what I mean especially when you got you know you got a family you got a wife and kids it's like you got to leave time like you gotta have energy to go home and like give energy to them too. You right. know what I mean. So, right. um, yeah, I'm real big on on quality of life. I don't like to be stressed. I don't like to be tired. Like I just, I just had my highest grossing month like in my life.
0: Mm, congratulations. And
1: thank you. And I'm like, it this was this past easy month, right? The April.
0: It was. What's easy. funny is that I I just <laughs> did too. That's what's up. I <laughs> just what's did. Up. <laughs> I just and Congrats. I was I was stressed out because I had this week was crazy with the cancellations and reschedules. Like I don't mm. like everybody was stuck at work or stuck in traffic. This, and past, attended, week, you this past week, past
1: said. This past week was dry for me. Like my my last week of April was like low key flat. Like, but I was cool because I'm like I'm still good though. Yeah, and that's why it's good to track track your income mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's why like all of my income comes straight through the square app that way i could see like i don't do the Zelle and venmo and all oh, that kind yeah. of stuff everything comes through one place that way i could see like where am i at for the month right. i don't care if i had a slow day like this this past week i had two days where i only had one client mm. yet this was my highest grossing month
0: right that's i'm you know I'm, I'm overemphasizing that because it was like when I made significant changes in my business, mm-hmm. especially this year, this is the first year that that um, you know my son is behind the camera. Have you seen me more around the house?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I've been mean, getting home early. What about Saturday? I've been around the house pretty early. Yeah, stranger. Yeah, everybody's nervous. But you,
1: when you improved your quality of life, your income went up. Yeah. So that goes to show it's not about how many heads you cutting or um you know staying at the shop all day, every day. Like we all know them barbers, like you always at the shop, you know what I'm saying, cutting till midnight, but mm-hmm. you broke. So it can't be the cut. Right. It can't be how many clients you got. It can't right. it can't be, you know, and I feel like if you really pay attention, it's not this is not a hustle. It's not, you know. Like I hate, I hate the word like grind, like getting to the grind, like that sounds horrible. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get to the grind. Like I want to like make money, be free and still have energy for myself and other things that I want to do. I don't feel like, like if I, if I wanted to be a slave behind a chair, I would have stayed in the military. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, it made no sense to get out and now I'm working harder Just to make the same amount of money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or like, if you chase a dollar, you will never, you will always be broke. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't, I don't chase money. I don't chase clients. I just, I do the best job that I know how to do and just let it come to me. Yeah. You know, so I think this past month really, it like solidified that, like, I can, I can be good. And if I, if I only stay where I'm at, which I know I'm not, but if Mm -hmm. I only stay here, (laughs) I'm still good.
2: Yeah, he's still And
1: good. it was, you know, it was an easy month. Like, I think I had one day where I took like, I had a little scheduling issue and I ended up taking a client like at the end of the day and I was tired that day. I had the wrong shoes on. My feet was hurting. That was the one day out of the whole month where I remember like, I felt like I was working hard. You know what I mean? Every other day, it was just, I'm chilling.
0: That's good. That's so. good. Um, I want to make sure that whatever was lost is we can kind of recapture at least at least this part right here is it for you is it is about charging more money and making and bringing in more money or is it about managing the money that you have
1: it's all about managing i mean if you know, there's millionaires that are broke, right? There's mm-hmm. <laughs> millionaires that are broke. Like it, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> I, I've been reading a lot of uh, finance books and stuff. Like um, I just read uh, the Budget Nista's book. I don't mm-hmm. know if you hip to her. But, I,
0: I, um, I do have her book.
1: Uh, I, I read her book <laughs> in like two days. I read The, the Psychology of Money. And I'm reading a book now called Enough. Uh. And um, it's funny, the Psychology of Money and the Enough book, they both told this story. I think the Psychology of Money author, he like quoted it from the Enough book. But anywho, uh, there's two guys at a, a, a speaking engagement. So there's a speaker and it's two guys in the audience. And one guy says to the other guy, that guy pointing to the speaker made more money in one day than you made in all your book sales.
2: Mm.
1: Like pretty much, I don't think he was trying to shit on the dude he was talking to, but just like, man, everything you made this year, he made in a day kind of thing. And the guy looked at him and he said, yeah, but the big difference between me and him is that I have enough.
2: Mm.
1: You know what I'm saying? I'm satisfied. Who's enough by? I don't even know.
0: You don't know? I'm not good authors. I'm going to drop a little clip of what the book is.
1: Um, it's so good. Bill Clinton wrote the introduction.
0: Oh, snap. <laughs> you you um, know who Bill Clinton is, right? See you embarrassing.
1: It's by John C. Bogle.
0: John C. Got it. OK.
1: Yeah. And it's a small book. It's like a little like a little. Uh, it's like small, but thick. You know what I'm
0: saying? So you like a paperback books. Do mm-hmm. you prefer paperback books?
1: I like hardcovers. Yeah, I'm a so like, I'm I'm a minimalist, but um, I'm a book hoarder.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I don't I don't like reading. I don't like audiobooks. They're cool, but I think it's it's something about having a tangible book where it's like like I'm starting to build my my home library now, mm-hmm. and it's like to look at my bookshelf. It's like I read all those books because I, I wasn't always a reader. I just started reading probably two three years ago. Oh, you know nice. what I mean? So I've read more books in the past two years than I have in my entire life. So, um, yeah, I'm a book hoarder. But going back to your original question, I think I once I shifted my mindset to I don't have enough, I'm not making enough. It's like, no, I have enough.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I'm saying? I have enough. Then it, um, it really just changed my mindset about business, about money, that you know you can't chase a dollar like just just do good enjoy what you do be a good person and, and the good comes back to you so
2: right i right. don't
1: feel like it's by i don't think it's by chance or like i'm lucky that like i just had my highest grossing month like you know what i'm saying right it, it was by design and it's because um I right. put the you work didn't luck
0: up you didn't luck up and get it, it yeah no no yeah.
1: It, and, and it wasn't just Oh, it's warmer out and more people you know what I'm saying it's not because of the season or anything like that. It's I mean January was my lowest lowest month probably. Well, like coming after the holidays and everything, mm-hmm. you know, November and December is like popping. Right. Everybody getting their hair done and cut. But um January was like super dead, but I still made enough. Yeah. You know what that's I'm saying? Great. Like so that's great. You gotta oh, know how to you gotta uh, have a different mindset about about money, and also not trying to live like other people. Like Dave Ramsey says, like don't live like no one else, so you can live yeah, like, like no like one no else. else. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't care to keep up with the Joneses or the Smiths yeah. or whoever. Um, yeah, I'm just me. So
0: yeah, I think that's good, and I want to reemphasize if it's not clear, this this what we're talking about. Uh, I hope you agree it's not about charging more money and flexing it's about
2: mm-hmm.
0: charging what you need to charge so you can focus on doing good business yes. providing good service yep. and really taking care of the client
1: absolutely It's. Um, I think it's good to have excuse me I think it's good to have a um, a system you know what I mean and not just Oh, he's charging 50 i'm gonna charge 50. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like why you like and what and what are you giving to the client right. you know what i'm saying like i've had people like tell me man when i saw your prices like i thought it was crazy but when they read the description it's like oh but you shampoo and condition the hair you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. once they actually get here and they see the whole experience it's like i see why you charge the way you do yeah um And I know I don't always capture that on my social media. Like I've shown me like washing people's hair and stuff like that, but um, you know, the full experience, shampoo, condition, blow dry. Even (laughs) I had a, a client the other day, I use my Dyson blow dryer to blow the hair off of people. And he was like, Man, you could charge fifty dollars just for that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) ain't nobody doing that. (laughs) I'm like, what is the blow dryer? You know what I'm saying? But people pick up on those little details Mm -hmm. like this this is a a different feeling. I feel different when I sit in your chair, so it makes sense, you know. But if I was doing what everybody else doing and I'm charging fifty, I wouldn't have no clients. Yeah. Maybe a couple.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's that's good. So we we getting ready to wrap up. I know we have uh, similar tastes, and we 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 I can hear and just in a conversation we enjoy a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. But in the community of barbersheds and those that I'm around, they still want to know what's your favorite clipper.
1: Oh, I'm gonna show you. Hi, uh. I bought this clipper. I don't know all the cameras. All right, cool. Um, the Wall Senior. I've had this clipper for like, got to be three years. I never changed the blade. Mm. It has never like not acted right. Like it's never had a bad day. You know, how sometimes it's just mm-hmm. like it's not cutting right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This is like the clipper from God or something. And I I ordered it from a uh, (laughs) uh, like from the barber guys for real, but I um, I bought it from a guy in Florida, not in Florida, uh, California, where he he'll buy clippers and like you know he'll uh, zero gap them and sharpen them and everything for you, and he put the the ceramic blade on there. But man, this is like I've gotten other clippers and I always come back to this one. It's just butter, and I've had other like. J Rock, he'll he'll use it, he'd be like, Man, I gotta get that clip. Man, it's three years, never a bad day. Wow. Never had to take it apart. I never took this blade off. Ever. And I know sometimes you just get a nice one. Somebody else might have had this clipper and they don't act right. Right. But when I think of like when I see barbers and they got that old clipper that's like all beat up and scratched up and they like, man, it's the one. Like I can't get rid of it. I feel like this is the clipper I'm probably gonna have the rest of my career or something.
0: Are you one of those people that whenever you see a new clipper, you have a squirrel moment?
1: Yeah, but I'm different now. Like <laughs> I used to like, when I was younger in barber years, it's like, oh man, like he couldn't with this, his haircuts look like that, I gotta get that clipper. But then you get it and your haircuts still look like shit.
0: <laughs> so it wasn't like, the clipper, right? It's
1: not the clipper, like, so I, I realized that early. So once I, once I found one that I really liked, I also got uh I stuck with this one, but I like to have two. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You gotta have two. But um I decided not to get two of these and I ended up getting the Coreless Masters mm. and those clippers were ass.
2: Like mm. horrible. I think mm. I
1: probably just got a bad one or
2: something.
1: <laughs> my my bro at uh, at barber school, Shamir, he had one. At, like ours went out at the same time or something. You know what I'm saying? And we both had it for less than a year. And if like they get real loud, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I've seen barbers use them, but most barbers that I see that that use them and are still using them, they got like 20 clippers on their station. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like you know, I was cutting with that thing every day, like getting to it. You know, and it's like I don't. Maybe I got a bad one, but I always come back to this one though.
0: That's it right there.
1: That's the one. Show them again, the wall see here you got it? with the ceramic blade. Send me a check, wall. No, <laughs> but um, no. This this is this is the one. Oh
0: yeah, you can put that in the microphone. Let's- that mm-hmm. sounds beautiful yeah yep. you all good
1: never man i never like never a bad day never way like would snag the hair or you know what i'm saying it's just every reliable old yeah. faithful right here for real yeah
0: other questions that, that that it's it's inevitable you prefer enhancements or no enhancements
2: both Mm. It depends It depends depends.
0: That's good
1: I'm not the barber That enhances every Every uh, Every cut I probably Maybe 15-20% of my cuts Are enhanced Mm.
0: Um, You charge more For enhancements
1: No I include it Okay I include it Uh, I know that's like uh, What's the word Controversial too Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying But um, I don't charge more um, probably because I don't attract the type of clients that want to be like beamed up all the time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like my clients are more chill and laid back. Like just make me look nice. So you, know you
0: legitimately I mean? do not have to work hard. No, you, you, you got a real chill system.
1: Very chill. I like both though. I, w- I will say this about enhancements. I don't think that for me, I would never enhance every haircut. Mm hmm because it's not for everybody, you know what I'm saying? And also when I first started doing enhancements, um, I just wanted to do it to know how to do it. I didn't plan on using it on every cut or like using it to get my follower count up or anything like that. But I noticed that I started using it as a crutch. I didn't mean to, I just looked up one day, like I'm using it as a crutch, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I'm not cutting as good as I could be. And I feel like um, a lot of barbers, probably a lot of young barbers were well, old, oh, too. You know, you use it. It's like if you see, you know, maybe it's like one side of somebody's hairline is a little more weaker than the other side. Instead of using your skills to make it look good, it's like, oh, I'm going to just spread it in. You yeah. know what I mean? But those enhancements don't last. You know what I'm saying? They don't right. last the length of the haircut. So, um, I think that by not using enhancers on every cut, you make sure that your skills are still sharp as yeah. far as being a barber, which is just your comb and your clippers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I always tell my clients, you know, do it on a on a special day, like your birthday or wedding, photo shoot, you know what I'm saying? Those are the times to do it, but um, I don't really, and the ones that I do use it on don't even need it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying right. So It's um, But you know I think it's something that It's something that I do So that I always have it in my My arsenal And if and when Somebody wants it I'm able to do it And be proficient at it um, But I don't lean on it at all That's good I will say too I, I was talking to uh, J-Rock the other day About this I'm like you know When I really think about it I don't know Any barber And maybe you do I don't know Any barber with more than 10,000 followers, that doesn't use enhancements on every cut or every picture that they post is not enhanced. You know what I mean? <laughs> not regular, like the photography editing. Yeah. But the they use enhancements on every. And that's, I'm not hating at all. Right. Cause I love the cuts. They look amazing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? But it's almost like you don't really get that online. Um, that online following unless you portray like these picture perfect cuts every time. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So and I think in, in that
0: uh, one person came to mind. Who? Andrew, Andrew does, does hair. Him. You do. Andrew does hair.
1: Oh yeah, I follow him. That's, 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 I guess I'm talking about more so like
0: with ethnic hair. With, yeah, I was going to say
1: black people. <laughs> 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 Shout out to Andrew though, man. That, yes. He's dope. I love Andrew. Yeah. I, I gotta tell this story. Um, I took Andrew's photog- his online photography ca- class mm-hmm. like three years ago, maybe four years ago. And um, I DM'd him. I didn't even think he was going to respond, honestly. But I asked him a question and we DM'd for like an hour straight. Yeah, like, it was that's a precious thing. And that's yeah. Andrew for real. Yeah. And um, he was like, man, the next time you're in California, you know, come to the shop, whatever, whatever. And uh, I was visiting in California one day and I drove like an hour to go see him. And uh, when I got there, I didn't have his phone number, so I'm trying to call him on Instagram. He's in there with his clients, so he wasn't responding. I sat outside his shop for, like, probably 45 minutes before eventually, like, I went in and found his suite and everything. But I spent a whole day with Andrew.
0: That's dope. Um, I haven't met him in person yet. I'm,
1: like, I think I planned on going in there for, like, an hour. If that. You know what I'm saying? Like, chop it up with him a little bit. Maybe get a picture. I didn't even get a picture. But I sat there and talked to him. While he was taking his clients like we was all hanging out you know what i'm saying i was there for like six or seven hours
0: you know what i'm saying how long ago was this at least three years ago but you did this before you just got your license when again seven months ago
1: yeah andrew definitely because this is when andrew was um i don't know if you remember he had stopped cutting for a while mm-hmm. and then he came back and he was like hey i'm only doing sunday cuts or something and it's $100 a cut. And then he he walked me through like how he ended up charging $100 a cut. He started by not working. Mm-hmm. Then he worked one day. So he increased his demand. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he was working all week, $100 a cut. And then he was able to extend his work time. So he only did like hour slots. You can only book an hour with him. Even if it only took him 20 minutes to do whatever the service right. was. $100. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I noticed that... When I was there, I'm like, man, he chilling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he charged more, but he, the the business that he built for himself and just the service that he provided, obviously his clients wanted him. Mm-hmm. I'll pay $100 for you to cut my hair because if I go to somebody else, they're not going to do it right. It's not going to be a good experience. And him and his clients in there drinking beers and, you know what I'm saying, he had some uh, some whiskey in the corner or something, you know what I'm saying, like he in there chilling and they, like they would come in, they would chop it up for like 20 minutes, then he would start the haircut, then they'd talk afterwards, Yeah. and then it's like his next client come in and you know what I'm saying, it was just, it was super chill and it really, it really changed my mindset of like, it's not about the cut.
0: Yeah. So you came into the industry with a completely different mindset than the average person because of mentorship.
1: Yeah.
0: Mentorship. Do you believe mentorship is important?
1: Absolutely. I, I, I seek out mentors everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when I came here, um, I have mentors here and it's not, um, it's not just because I do locks and they're helping me, you know, do locks or whatever, but I recognize that, um, Anybody that has been doing something longer than you is able to give some advice and some insight. I can take advice from somebody that maybe I don't like the way that they run their business or um, the way that they do things, but you still have mentorship to provide me where it's like, Hey, maybe don't do that. Or, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Or have you thought about doing this? You know what I mean? Even if, you know, I don't want to be where you at you know what i'm saying like I, ha- I have mentors that work themselves to the bone and it's like i don't want to be you but <laughs>
2: yeah
1: you've been doing this for 15 years like of course you you have some some insight you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so I, I i've leaned on mentors so even going back to college and not even not even just like business mentors but i remember um there was a uh, one of the basketball coaches at my on my campus or whatever. I wasn't even playing basketball, but I just I liked the way she presented herself around campus. And I said, "Hey, I want you to be my mentor." And <laughs> like we're cool to this day, you know what I'm saying? And she's nice. like she's in a completely different industry. Like I wasn't trying to play ball or coach or nothing, but I liked the way she presented herself as a person. Um, so at every everywhere I go because I've moved around so much because of the military and everything but everywhere I go I'm always seeking out somebody to guide me yeah even though I'm a little bit of a know-it-all but <laughs> you know <what> I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm definitely a know-it-all but you know just having that person that could pull your coattail a little bit or like you know just to somebody that cares about you um, so mentorship is very important and not just in whatever industry you work in but having mentors that care about you as a person and like, mm-hmm. i have clients that are mentors you know what i'm saying um and it's 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 a beautiful thing it's like you know how they say it takes a village to raise a child like mm-hmm. that never stops just because you've grown like you still need help <laughs> mm-hmm. you know you still need people to to help you and guide you so yeah mentorship is is very important to me
0: yeah that's good so i don't want to hold you too much longer you have any closing remarks that, that it, it, I know you did mention that uh, around the time when you took, took a uh, ties class, um, that you were in the shop that mm-hmm. seemed that that seemed to be a pretty significant time for you. Mm-hmm. You have any closing remarks on, on, on that. And then to, you know, anyone who wants to know, just know more about, well,
1: Oh, I wanted to tell, tell the story of how, uh, I actually got into cutting. Um, so at the time when I really dove into barbering, I was actually, um, I had got into some trouble in the military, I didn't do nothing criminal. It was some stupid shit, honestly, but they um, they were trying to kick me out. So for three months, I was like in limbo where it was like at any, any moment, like I would no longer be a Marine, you know what I'm saying? And um, I was like, damn, what I'm gonna do? And I was like, well, I kind of joked about it. But I was like, man, I always said if I wasn't doing this, I would be a barber. And um, I called up the only black shop that was like around the base. And I talked to the owner. I was like, hey, I want to learn how to cut hair. Can I come and just, you know, shadow y'all? And like, I really just thought I was going to be like a little uh, like shop girl or something, you know, sweep up. And, you know, what I'm saying just kind of help out and just like be in the in the culture. And um, I went to meet him. He was like, Yeah, you got clippers and all that. And I was like, Yeah. And I was like, Yeah, I got everything. And he was like, oh, Okay, you can set up. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> but uh I lived like five minutes away and I was like, Oh, I don't have my I don't have my kit with me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'll come back tomorrow. And um, I'm like sweating bullets at this point because I couldn't tell him like, no, nah, I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. I could have, but You know, I'm a Marine, we cocky and everything. So it's like, all right, cool, I'll be back tomorrow. And I Mm -hmm. called up my friend, the only one that I knew that didn't have a haircut, because Marines have to get a haircut um, every week.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm like, bro, I got to do a fade on you tonight. I had never done a ball fade before. Oh, snap. And uh, I drove two hours to him, because he wasn't a Marine or nothing. Drove two hours to him. It took me an hour just to fade around the sides and the next day i showed up at the shop and like the rest is history for real i like had no clue what i was doing youtube barber for real youtube university yeah but um man i'm i'm so glad that he did that though you know what i'm saying because i don't know if i really would have dove into it the way that i did you know and i think probably it was less than maybe three months after that is when i took todd's class like wow. i had no didn't know what i was doing right you know what i'm saying but um yeah i took todd's class and then it was just like the rest is history man so them like early videos of me like doing facials and the hot towels and i got all of that from todd mm-hmm. um but uh yeah i just I, I always like to tell that story that's a funny story that's, for me
2: that's he said you could
1: set up i was And I know he knew I was scared because I know my eyes probably got big as hell. (laughs) I was like, set up, like, what? Why would you want me to do that? And he probably just, you know, needed help around the shop or whatever. But even then, I knew that I was different because um, I noticed the shop changing when I I got there. And maybe just because, you know, I was the only woman in the shop or whatever the case. But, um, you know, they would tell me, like, oh man, Siobhan got me doing this. or You know what I'm saying? And I wasn't, when I was working there, I wasn't even, uh, when I took Todd's class, I wasn't at that shop anymore. I ended up not getting kicked out of the military. Mm. They sent me to North Carolina. Um, but uh, I took Todd's class once I got to North Carolina. I drove up to New York. But, you know, I was more professional. And then they were taking, it's funny, they were taking a long, like, 45 minutes on a cut, and they weren't even like washing or anything, they were just slow haircutters. And I got to the point where I knew me spending an hour on a cut isn't gonna make it look any better. Like, I knew I had to get my reps up, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But then they noticed I'm the worst haircutter in there, but I was doing more heads because I was cutting faster, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not that I was like trying to cut corners, but I knew what i did with that 30 minutes that's the best the haircut is going to look like what else am i doing and i didn't have like the detail orientation that i do now you know what i mean so um but i I noticed then that that i was different and that um i wasn't just gonna fall in with the typical barber culture that's good i've always kind of did my own thing so
0: that's good any any closing remarks
1: what uh, what Marshawn Lynch say? Uh, take care of your chicken. Is that what you said? You <laughs> That's how I feel. Like I'm really, I'm really on this like money <laughs> mindset shift thing, where it's just like, man, money controls everything. Like people say, like, you know, money don't matter and all that kind of stuff. It absolutely matters. Money yeah. gives you freedom. Money gives you the ability to, you know. Let's say I didn't I didn't want to be at this shop no more or I, you know what I'm saying I got to move around or I got to do some things like having a savings allows me to live the life that I want. Maybe I don't want to be here. Maybe I want to move. Maybe I want to do this and that or hey my kid is sick. I need to take a week off. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. hey, I want to go on vacation. Like money allows you to have control of your time and your life. So learn how to learn how to take care of your money. is not about the cut. It's it's more than that. I honestly feel like it's it's all about how you manage money when it comes to how much you charge and your your money management within your business and your personal finances. Just take care of your chicken. I don't know where <laughs> he got that, that line from, like or where where he got that statement from. But um, yeah, your your life is gonna suck until you change your your mindset about money. You always going you're never gonna have enough. You're always going to be searching for the, the newest, best thing, whether it's a car or a house or, you know, what I'm saying, you really got to be satisfied with yourself and your, and your life and just have enough where you're at, you know?
0: Yeah, that's so
1: good. I don't really have no closing remarks, but that's, that's just,
0: that's good though. Um, yeah. I appreciate you a lot. I do. I appreciate, you. um, I, I appreciate the energy that you're bringing into into the industry in Chicagoland barbering. Um, One of the things that really motivates me is that a lot of people feel like they gotta move to a different state. The most Mm -hmm. popular one is Georgia, hanging out in Atlanta because of the Mm -hmm. culture of of people there, specifically black people. Yeah. I've been there. I know a lot of those people. And I don't see why we can't have that here in Chicago. Yeah, we Chicago, did. we, we, that's we facts. it <laughs> they just, but what gets highlight the most? The, 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 the coldness of Chicago or the, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, that cutthroat or the hater mm-hmm. mentality. Mm-hmm. And that is true. That is here, but we don't get a chance to see that culture where people likes to help. Build one another, sharpen one another, and uh, that's what I want to highlight it's amongst our community. is yeah. that—that is people here in Chicago land that that really want to help one another.
1: Yeah, I think um, I know we're supposed to be closing, but I want to say this. I think um, I've had a unique experience, especially uh, being in this industry, because. Um. I I moved away from home for 10 years And I came back, just got back two years ago And almost immediately I was working here And when I was uh, interviewing with the owner And the manager and everything Never once did they ask me You know, let me see your pictures Or what your cuts look like Or they never asked me to do a cut Like they cared about who I was as a person You know what I mean? And then they said to me Hey, we have an academy here so you have to be prepared to teach even if you aren't an instructor or anything mm. like we we teach each other we share knowledge you know what i'm saying and you have to be on board with that in order to work here you know what wow. i'm saying i thought that was beautiful so that is. from day one it was like i knew that I could go to anybody in here and ask for advice or ask them, you know, how do you do this? How do you do that? It it was always a family vibe here. Um, And I feel like um, I haven't had that experience of like people hating or not helping each other. That hasn't been my personal experience since I've been back home as an adult.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: Um, I mean, I've gone up to every stylist in here, like how do you do this or how do you do that? Or, you know, I have, Mentors here, so it's I never had that feeling that I was alone or that I was doing this all by myself, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, even though I have my own separate business and I just rent a booth here and everything like that, but everybody here has contributed to my success so it's hard for me when i when I hear that because I don't that hasn't been my experience that's good you know what I'm saying and um I really think it comes down to what you pay attention to and what you give energy to and the people that you have around you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I beg to differ is when it comes to Chicago. I think that depending on where you at or who you with, you may feel that way, but you just gotta find your people.
0: Yeah, that's good.
1: And I, I, I talk about people moving all the time. Like I moved to go to college and because of the military and everything, but. A lot of people feel like by moving out of Chicago that, you know, that they're leveling up in some kind of way. But I feel like it's just a lateral move. Like you just move from one spot to the next, but mm-hmm. you're doing the same thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or you think like, oh, if I move to Atlanta or if I move to California, like my life will be better. And it's not. Right. You know, so and some sometimes you do move and things change for you or your mindset changes or, you know, it can be a good outcome. But. I feel like Chicago is too big to not find that here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To find your people and your tribe. So yeah.
0: That's good. Again, I appreciate you a lot. Appreciate appreciate what you're doing. Uh how can we follow you on social media?
1: Um, I am Shavana Great on Instagram. Um, S H A V O N N E the Great. I'm trying to find a shorter name, but <laughs> it just is what it is uh and i'm also dot is where you can find my website but yeah.
0: uh you got some dope yeah. vlogs on scalp um scalp care
1: vlogs i don't um or is
0: that just on your social media
1: yeah i think i i on my on my website i wrote a couple things about like scalp health and stuff like that um and then on my instagram i just have kind of like the what do you call them like the um just the words you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like instructions or whatever um but I should do a, a vlog you should it's a good, you yeah. should
0: the one the one that you have on your social media on uh scalp care that should be the first one to go up yeah because sure. that one right there is beneficial to the client but right away you indirectly teaching a barber that may mm-hmm. feel like he's just okay or average he or she mm-hmm. that you know, you already taught them how to get to the bag. <laughs> right, right, right. And the, right pur-
1: the purpose of, of scalp health. You know, mm-hmm. how it benefits you and a client. So, yeah. Yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah, so um, we'll have all, all all your information when this gets posted. And um, that's that's it for, for this spotlight. Um, we've been talking a lot longer than what this recording is. Cause. <laughs> My bad. Uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it was your fault. I think, I think it's me. I think I did too goofy.
1: <laughs> I mean, I talk a lot, so I was surprised when you said thirty minutes. Like I could talk thirty minutes by myself. No.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but count your chicken. <laughs> count your chicken for real. Spend less than you make. Um, but yeah, this is this has been um, a pleasure.
0: I hope so. I, I hope so. Thank it. you. I
1: appreciate y'all coming out here. Um, I was not expecting all of this. So, but this is dope. This is beautiful. I, I appreciate this because, um, it's something that I want to do, but I just don't have the energy for, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I'm glad that you gave me a platform to, to, um, talk about some things.
0: That's good. That's sure. good. Can, can I get you to come out to the shop to do actual live shit?
1: Yeah, we could do that.
0: Let me do that. We can do that. See, we we got on camera. All right. Yeah. All right, we're going to go. All right, see y'all. All All right.
2: (laughs)